0: Welcome to The Crystal Payne Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. I feel like we have so much to update you all on to talk about today, but I really want to dive into my word of the year and some changes that I'm making around that and just how I'm wanting to walk that out and where the word of the year came from. And I know some of you right now are going, oh no. I'm not one of those word of the year people. I don't want to try to be convinced that I need to choose a word of the year. Well, I'm not going to try to convince you of that. But I hope that you will pick up a few little pieces of maybe inspiration, encouragement, ideas... And something that can help you going into 2024. And I know we talked about five significant changes we're making in 2024 last week. And so if you did not listen to that episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that because this episode really piggybacks off of that episode. But before we get to that, Jesse, we just got back from 10 days in Kansas and it was, it was an eventful 10 days.
1: It was, but it was It was probably the best trip I think that we've had back ever.
0: Well, just for so many reasons. I think we set it up with a very different mindset this time. And we had the older three fly down and we drove down with the younger three. And a lot of people were like, isn't that really hard for you? And nope. <laughs> that sounds bad, but it was you have to think of, we usually have six kids. We only had three kids. And so, yes, there were three kids that needed us. It's not like we could leave them in the hotel room or leave them in the car or something while we were driving. But just getting three people out the door or I guess five people out the door versus eight people out the door is just easier. Mm -hmm. And We could kind of go on our own timetable and take our time. And I felt like we just were, we paced ourselves differently than if we had the older kids. They always have some thoughts and some input on how they think things should be or when we should leave or not leave or what we should do or not do and so it was just it was kind of like a little vacation for you and i and they had a fun adventure flying together and really enjoyed that although they did have to check their luggage because the plane was full and then ended up losing their luggage for 2 days so when you picked them up from the airport they were kind of a little bit distraught about that but The luggage came in and it all worked out.
1: That was a weird situation though, too. Did you hear what happened?
0: They put the wrong city on the luggage.
1: It wasn't just that. The um, lady at the ticket counter actually inputted the wrong name. And it was the last person that had been in line. So she thought that they tagged it along with their flight, but it was actually a previous person's flight. So... It stayed in the connecting city when apparently that was that person's connect, uh, not connection, but final destination. That's why it stayed there.
0: So it's, it's a bit of a miracle that over, it was Christmas Eve that with all the commotion and the flying and the crazy Mm -hmm. that they did get their luggage two days later.
1: American was really good to work with to get it back.
0: So there was that. And then also we usually stay in a hotel and we chose to stay in Airbnb this time. We didn't know what that would be like because the hotel that we stay at, the kids just love. We've done it for so many years. They just have so many memories there. It's just their favorite hotel. But we're like, we're going to try something new. So we stayed at an Airbnb and that was a bit of an adventure because within, I think, the first day (laughs) <laughs> of being there, the heat went out. And this was in Wichita, Kansas, where it is not the south. And so you yeah. definitely need heat. It was also snowing and below freezing. and it's
1: 20 degrees consistently.
0: So it was cold. Yeah. it It was cold. But here's the thing. It's supposed to be really good to sleep in the cold at night. And so we tested that theory and we actually got a really good night's rest. We just had about five blankets and six people in our bed, Mm -hmm. but uh, we made it through the night. The only problem is then you have to get up out of bed. And that was not so fun to get up out of that mound of blankets. But the hosts were amazing. I mean, this was Christmas Eve. And then Christmas day that this happened Mm -hmm. and they brought over space heaters, they brought over extra blankets. They offered to go clean in the middle of the night because this happened, we came back and it was late at night and we figured out our heat was out and they offered to go clean this other location, another house that they had in the middle of the night so we could move over there if we wanted to. And then they got someone to come over and fix the heat the next day. Probably by ten o'clock, I think we mm-hmm. had someone yep. that and, and it, was a, it was just a simple thing that needed to be fixed, and so that was that, and then you were gone that night you some you went out with um, your brother and brother-in-law, and while you were gone, the older three were also gone somewhere else. I think they were with their aunts or something, and I was home with the three little ones, and um, the faucet would not turn off the kitchen faucet. And it was kind of weird. And it looked like it just needed to be kind of yanked down a little bit more and it would turn off. Right. And so I just applied a little bit of pressure to try to get it to turn off because I didn't want the faucet running all night. And when I did that, I heard this pop and instantly all I can think, it's this pop underneath the sink that a pipe broke and it's going to explode. And you know how you see like in the movies or something that all of a sudden this pipe with water pressure just starts bursting out from under the sink. Gravely, that did not happen. But I realized that the uh, faucet, the part that holds the faucet in, apparently was corroded. And so me just applying a little bit of pressure, all the corrosion that was underneath kind of holding it together just fell apart and so there was all these just pieces of corroded faucet and then the faucet really wouldn't turn off and there was no way to get it turned off
1: it wasn't pouring it was still like a stream
0: you definitely wouldn't have wanted to leave that on for a long time and it was
1: hot too so so got that turned off
0: Again And then I was afraid to turn off the water underneath the sink. So I called you on FaceTime and had you Mm -hmm. look at it. And when you saw the corroded pieces, I was like, I don't want this to somehow something burst when I'm here with the three little ones. So when you got home, then you were able to turn it off. And then again, the Airbnb host, so kind. I mean, this is within 24 hours. We're calling them saying the kitchen faucet is also broken and uh, so they sent somebody else the next morning to go fix it. And then he discovered that there was, a, a, not only did the faucet, it was very corroded and need to be replaced, but also what, there was a leak in the pipe or something like that. Some other thing.
1: Yeah, there was, he fixed the faucet, installed a new faucet, and then there was an issue with how it was connected that caused a, a leak. Fixed.
0: So you were just saying that you were really glad that I didn't get down there and try to mess with things because it could have gotten really bad. Um, so uh, I think that all of the money that we spent on the Airbnb, the host had to spend on paying for repair people to come. But the thing was, is it wasn't anything that we technically broke. No, it was, it was not. just that they needed to get their things fixed.
1: to happened to be there at the time when things failed.
0: So, But we were just grateful that they were so kind and prompt and um, just the whole experience was really good. But it also kind of caused us to be like, hmm, we've always dreamed of having an Airbnb, investing in that. And I realized, you know what, I would not want to be dealing with someone having their heat go out on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, in the middle of the night, having to be dealing with that. So, yeah, it kind of made me really rethink how much of a just responsibility it is to have an Airbnb.
1: Or a rental property in general.
0: Yes, but I feel like an Airbnb, probably you're going to have more things like that just with so many people in and out. So many
1: people in and out, yeah.
0: And also I feel like with an Airbnb, you're expected to be very quick with getting it fixed where I feel like a rental property, maybe it's, Mm -hmm. "Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's... The thing
1: about it is, is you have have a manager for both.
0: Yes. Anyway, it was a great Christmas. It doesn't really sound like it after I shared all that, but it was good. We made so many memories. We had so much fun. We played so many games with our extended families and just a lot of laughter. And we were just grateful for the, the opportunity. Speaking of leaks, I had on my list for what's saving our life to talk about our bathtub lock. We now are the proud owners of locks on most all of our cupboards, and we have a toilet seat lock, and now we have a bathtub lock that locks the faucet so that the bathtub cannot be turned on because we have two little boys at our house who really, really like to turn the bathtub on. And it's kind of become a real issue because sometimes the drain will actually be plugged. David will turn it on. We won't know. And the other day it was about one tablespoon away from the entire jacuzzi overflowing. I say bathtub, but it's actually a jacuzzi. Yeah, and,
1: and it's a Roman tub. The, the faucets are Roman tub faucets. So they're easy for them to get to. And it's not like they're having to lean and reach over into a, a bathtub and turn those on. No, they are right at eye level, right at hand level. So they enjoy playing with them.
0: And David just kind of walks past and like flicks his wrist <laughs> and turns it on. He has, he can just do it in like, as he's walking, just whoop, and turns it on so anyway you got on i believe it was etsy it was etsy etsy has been our lifesaver for a lot of different pump supplies and things like that but they had this lock that you could purchase that it connects in a way that it locks so they cannot turn those handles on and so that has not only probably saved us a lot of money because of all the water that they kept running but also it's just you know precautionary thing because there could be danger involved or the whole bathroom could get flooded as well. So highly recommend if you have a child or children who like to turn on the bathtub and you have, what did you call it? A Roman tub? It's a
1: Roman tub. Yeah.
0: Is that the kind of faucet? faucet? I don't know these things. Anyway, we can, we figured out where to go to get that. I guess, did you just type in like Roman tub
1: Faucet locks? faucet locks. I think into Etsy, and they this company that makes these bathtub ones make them for kitchen sinks and things like that too. So,
0: who knew? We when when we had our three older children, we were very anti-child locks, anti-child proofing.
1: We just didn't need to do it. I was just thinking about it. how did we go through the top three without child lock proofing the house?
0: I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very child proof. I mean, David, David is he just anything that there is that could make a loud noise or turn on water or something like that. He's going to figure out how to do it. So that's oh, and,
1: and To see his face when he figures out, oh, I can move this and I can hit this other immovable object and I can ma- do it repeatedly and make, make a noise. really
0: loud noise.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he loves it.
0: I just finished my first read of 2024, and it was a book called Lovin' with Grit and Grace." And Jesse, I didn't even tell you—I don't think that I was reading this book. And when you hear the subtitle, you're going to be really your your interest is going to be peaked a little bit. Uh, is by Jessica Ron, I think it's R O N N E, and the subtitle is "Straight Talk About Romance, Sex, Fun, and the Tough Stuff Too." Okay. Have you noticed that I'm in reading it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what I love about this book, so they are a blended family. Both the husband and wife had spouses who passed away to cancer. Um, I think it was at the time that the book was written, they'd been married, married for 11 years. So Mm. a number of years ago, their spouses had both passed away to cancer. And so between the two of them combined, they have eight children, I think. And, um, Jessica's son, who's now their son, um, he is 17 as uh, she's writing this book and has profound disabilities and delays. Um, I think he had a stroke in utero. And so he needs just constant caretaking and just hearing the strain that it's you know caused in their life, the toll that it's taken on their marriage, but then how they are proactively working towards keeping their marriage healthy in spite of a lot of children, a large age range, and then having a child who has disabilities. And that was just, it was really encouraging to me. I felt like there was a lot of stuff that she said that I just felt really seen. And also just kind of like, oh, I'm going to tuck that away because I need to remember that for later Mm -hmm. as David gets older. And so I will say, I gave it four stars. I felt like the writing could have been... kind of tightened up some. It felt a little bit hard to follow in places when she was telling stories because it was not at all told chronologically. And so sometimes she'd be talking about when we're in Tennessee and then we when we lived here and then when we lived here and when we lived here. And I kind of, it felt like it jumped around a little bit and I was confused on what house are we talking about and everything. But for the nuggets of truth and encouragement and inspiration that I got from it, I gave it a four. We have something really exciting that just came out last week, and I actually have confetti on the floor in my office that I just shot off. I've never shot off a confetti cannon, I don't think, before. I had to figure out how to do it, but I was taking video because we're recording this right before we're launching this thing, and so I took a video with the confetti cannon popping it off because I was so excited and wanted to just celebrate that we have a new product that we've been working really hard on called 10 Weeks of Money Saving Menus. And this is a product to not only save you time and save you money, but also to introduce you to some of our family's very favorite recipes. A lot of the recipes in this menu plan are ones that my mom made for us, when we were kids, and then as I gotten older, then brought it into our family and introduced our family to it, and their recipes that we've just made again and again and again and again. And they're easy, they're simple, they're quick. They won't require a lot of prep or expensive ingredients, and we've done all the work for you. So there's ten weeks. You get six dinner recipes per week. We give you an extra free night that you can use for a fend for yourself night, as we call it, or leftovers, or if you want to get takeout. But then there are are not only the recipes, but then there is a grocery list for every single week. So we've done all of the prep work for you. So if you don't enjoy menu planning, you are feeling like you're in a rut, you need some extra inspiration, you're looking for some recipes that are easy and simple and yummy, but also inexpensive, this is a product for you. And I have a coupon code for you. So if you are a podcast listener, you can get 10 weeks of money saving menus for just $9. We'll put the link in the show notes that you can go to it. Use coupon code podcast at checkout, and you are going to get them for $9. So that's less than a dollar per week to have the menu plan all made for you, the recipes all there for you, and the grocery list all done for you. If you want to save even more time, just input those grocery lists into um, some grocery pickup service like Walmart or Kroger and save yourself even having to step into the store. All the work's done for you. You just get to do a little bit of work in the kitchen every night to make the meal and feed your family some yummy, delicious, inexpensive dinners. So the link is in the show notes. Use coupon code podcast, get it for $9. And I hope you love it as much as we have loved putting it together. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies, and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it, and it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose, and then I got chronic rhinitis, so I could not smell out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT, and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin, and it was such a help to me. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief, Amoir makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amoir, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot, I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that armoire has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amour.style forward slash Crystal. That is omoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try omoire today. This episode is sponsored by By Heart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful I know that this concept is one of those that some people feel some pushback on, like, how do you even pick a word of the year? How does that even make any difference? And I was kind of a cynic about it for a number of years, but I tried it 2016. I chose the word rest, and I really used that as the overarching mantra for my decision making for that year because I was just completely burned out. And it made such a radical difference in my life that every year since then, around November, I start thinking to the next year and just praying. And there's just always a word that God gives me for the next year. Well, this year, the word is health. And that not only encompasses physical health, but also spiritual health and emotional health. And I wrote a post where I talked more about this, but um, we'll link to that in the show notes. Really, it's this concept that health is holistic it's not compartmentalized. And I think so often when we think of health, especially starting a new year, we think of just only physical health. But really, I feel like health encompasses all of us, all of our bodies, our minds, our spirits, because what we think about impacts how we feel and how we feel impacts how we live. And so all of these things are integrated. And so really taking that approach to this year and with the goals that I set, really seeking to have health and that focus be what was the guiding force for those goals. And so I posted a post 22 goals for 2024 if you're interested if you haven't seen it yet we'll link to that in the show notes. But I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that I'm doing and changing as a result of this word. Jesse, you have been very excited because I think I've surprised you a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um so I actually had already chosen this word when I discovered my friend, Sarah, who has had a lot of health issues over the last few years, spent thousands and thousands of dollars to try to get some answers and nothing was working. And then she started researching circadian rhythm, which is basically just like we were talking about this holistic view of how God has created our bodies and God has created the world and It's all intertwined in the sense of that sunlight impacts our bodies and sunlight produces cortisol and then the nighttime produces melatonin. And God designed this so that our bodies will be able to have energy for the day and rest at night. And the other thing is seasons also, because winter is more a time for there's less sun, And so a time more of rest and a time more to let your body sort of have quiet and more stillness instead of just having all this artificial lights and stimulation at all hours of the day. Um, But we live in a society that doesn't really honor the circadian rhythm, the seasons, and I was just really convicted as I started reading about my friend and what she was learning and trying and realized I have so much artificial light in my life. You know, I'm grateful for electricity. I'm grateful for computers. I'm grateful for phones. Our income is from a computer and a phone. But I, because of that, really feel like those artificial lights dictate really unhealthy rhythms for my body. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, first thing I do, have my alarm on my phone. Oftentimes I will wake up before it, but My phone's right there next to the bed. What do I do when I get up in the morning? What's the first thing that I do? Pick up my phone, look at Instagram, look at my emails. And it's overstimulation right from the get-go. And according to what I've been researching, it's like if we look at our screen first thing in the morning, that's basically telling our body that it's middle of the day in June or July because that's the amount of light that is right there. And so instead, I've been challenging myself, and this is one of my goals, sunlight before screens in 2024. And not only just sunlight, but going out and looking at the sunrise with a naked eye. So not having your contacts in. I wear glasses. I cannot see very well without the glasses on. You can't hear very well either. I can't hear. It affects my hearing and my seeing. It's like I'm in this little (laughs) fog. So I pull the glasses down off of my nose so that I can get that real actual sun, not sun, sun. I'm not like staring at the sun, but the light from the sun into my my eyes because that's helping to stimulate your body to produce cortisol and to tell you it's morning and let's wake up. And so um, also going out for a walk in the morning and just really challenging myself to have sunlight before screens. This is not only a healthy practice to help your circadian rhythm and help your body get better in sync, but also this is a really good practice emotionally. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We talked about in our last podcast wanting to have earlier bedtimes and me turning off phones at night at 830. And I'm finding that that has been so good because it's helping me wind down at night But then in the mornings when I don't turn on my phone first thing, it's like my soul can just breathe. And it's so good for my emotional health and for my spiritual health, because I am really challenging myself to spend time in God's Word before getting on Instagram. I love Instagram, and it's something that I enjoy so much. But to read my Bible, spend time in God's Word before getting on Instagram has just been so good for my soul. So. We'll see how the year goes, but I've not only been doing that, but then also just trying to get sunlight throughout the day, going outside and just getting some sun throughout the day. This goes along with another goal that I set, which was inspired by Jenny Urich, a thousand hours outside over the course of this year. That's my goal to spend a thousand hours outside. It's not as fun when it's so freezing cold in the morning, um, but it's good. And I'm learning cold is actually really good for your body as well. Um, Jesse has been a believer of that for quite a long while. So he's just kind of shocked that I am talking about these things because Mm -hmm. you're all into cold showers. Tell us about that.
1: I try to get in two to three minutes a day, if possible, uh, of cold showers up to about 11, 12 minutes a week. Really makes you feel good. Especially, yeah. It, Not
0: you know. in the time based Even, upon the moaning that sometimes is coming out of the shower.
1: You're right. It's it's torture, <laughs> but it's good torture.
0: And so you just turn the shower water on to the coldest that it will go,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and then you just stand there. Because I, I, I tried this the other day. We were at the hotel, and I'm like, I was washing my hair, and I'm like, I'm gonna try one of these cold showers. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> I'm like, this is a thing, really. Okay. Um just wait I, till
1: the summer. It's not as cold.
0: I couldn't even, I had my hair, I was standing there with my hair like leaning back, but my whole body was like arched out so that none of the cold water would <laughs> hit my body. Because it's supposed to actually be really good for your hair if you rinse it in cold water. But it felt like ice. And it was it was not a pleasant experience. I think I maybe lasted 45 seconds, but that was me. Holding, I mean, it was not, it does not count as a cold shower, but so I have much more respect for you. I rotate in the shower. I don't know how you do that. Because
1: it starts feeling warm after a few seconds in one spot. So then you rotate till it gets cold.
0: You're just turning around the whole time?
1: Well... Not the same direction, but yeah, I'm just getting a, oh, get a new spot. Okay, so you're you know? not
0: actually turning like 180 degrees. That's no, no, what no, I was no. picturing in my no, head. So no. you just turn your body one way and turn your body the other way. I don't know why I'm doing the, the motions when you're people the are motion. just listening yeah, we're not to this. On video. That's
1: funny. Yes.
0: Okay. Because okay, because you said turn around and I was picturing, oh, I have to like, like a rotate. Yes, in I circular rotate. motion. <laughs> And I was thinking, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Okay, that makes me. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to try this. I, I, I'm going to try this. <sighs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you're you're cold have to right psych now. i <laughs> myself
0: up for that. I, I don't know how people do cold plunges, though. I feel like cold plunges are way worse than cold showers, but maybe not.
1: Some people have said that cold showers are worse than cold plunges because you have kind of contrasting temperatures like some parts of your body are freezing cold versus like air temperature and then moving around to get the other parts freezing. And
0: that's true. So it's not like your whole body is acclimating at one time. Mm -hmm. It's okay.
1: Well, and then there's the phenomenon that when you're in, and I've not done the cold plunge yet, but that when you're in there, if the water's still your body will actually start getting warm. And I've experienced that in the cold shower, your body, Temperature starts equalizing, I guess, with the with the cold water or something to that effect. Uh, you don't feel it as cold, the cold pain as much uh, when you're just standing in one spot. Your body kind of gets used to it. Um, that it's the same way in a cold plunge, but it's all of your body. So if you want to get the effect, you get like a circulating pump to get the keep the water flowing in the cold plunge.
0: Do you have to put your head in too? You don't see. have
1: to, but it's recommended.
0: Wow. So like I have to do it on my hair. Seconds. I can only do it once a week on hair washing day because I only wash my hair once a week. That's, I have to figure that one out. So yes, I am learning all of these things and I keep bringing them to Jesse and he's like, I've been talking about this for quite a long while. Um, and so I think you're excited. I've mm-hmm. also been. Ooh,
1: now, now go ahead. are you talking about getting your head in in the cold plunge or in
0: the cold shower? I'm talking about in the cold plunge.
1: Okay. I'm not sure. In the cold plunge, it's rec- you know I've heard people recommend it. I I like it in the cold shower. Uh, getting it on my
0: you also my hair. don't have I mean hate to say it but you don't have very much hair so,
1: ouch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, maybe it'll help stimulate growth. I don't know.
0: That's true. I've been dabbling with red light therapy. I don't know enough about it, but I got a little red light and I've been dabbling with that a as well. Red light. Compared to the ones that you can buy, it was a very inexpensive little red light that goes right on our counter. And um, Jesse came home last night and our bathroom has a glass block window and he took a picture. There's just this red glow out of the glass <laughs> block window. So if any of our neighbors drive by or they're going to kind of look like the house was on fire or something.
1: No, nah, it's too uniform.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I didn't want to scare anybody, but it does look very unique. <laughs> so we will keep you posted if I do a cold plunge or a cold shower and we will keep you posted on how this year goes. But I will say that just these small changes of sunlight before screens and turning off the phone at 830 and no Instagram until spending time in God's word and sunlight throughout the day, just these little changes that I'm... Focusing on becoming healthier as a person physically also are affecting me emotionally and spiritually. And I'm so grateful. And it's also just kind of a discipline thing, too. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what I'm learning, you know, at night whenever I've turned off my phone. And then I'll think of something. Oh, I just want to look that up. Or I wonder how that post is doing on Instagram. And it's just really good to just let it go, mm-hmm. to just let it go. And I've been getting so much more reading done. So I'm finding at night, that I want to open up books. And I feel like I did a really poor job of reading last year. I did not at all hit my reading goals. And I kept feeling like, I just don't have time to read. Well, I did have, now I have time to read once I'm not scrolling mindlessly on Instagram. So mm-hmm. it's been really good for me. And also it's helped me to be more productive and focused with my work time, knowing that okay, I'm turning it off at eight 30 and I'm not turning it back on in the morning until, you know, after sunrise. So it's, it's just been good and I feel like it's helped me to sleep better because I'm winding down earlier. And then in the mornings, it's not like I could get up at five and go work on the phone. I mean, I could, but I'm choosing not to. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been a really healthy thing for me as well. The other thing
1: is you're getting outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And as I mean, I, Obviously with cold showers, you're getting out of the comfort zone or with, but allowing yourself to be outside in the cold, it's outside of your comfort zone, doing things that you're not, um, you automatically gravitate towards your phone saying no, getting yourself out of your comfort zone to uh, kind of push yourself to do hard things.
0: Mm. That's good. And it's, it's good to just challenge yourself to make little choices And that the little choices have consequences, either good or bad. And so I hope at the end of this year, I can look back and see that these little choices have added up to significant change and our life. And we'll keep you posted. I'm also posting updates on Instagram. So if you don't follow me there, The Money Saving Mom on Instagram. And I'm posting my Strides app every night. I'm tracking my habits and my goals on Strides, which I really love because you can see your running streak. So I put in, for instance, a thousand hours outside for the year. So every day, however much time I get in, I'm adding that so you can see whether you're ahead or behind or right on track. And that's been super helpful just to daily check in on my goals it's that constant reminder of these are the things that I want to work on. This is how I'm doing. And maybe tomorrow, I'll make sure to get a little bit more time outside or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm in great shape. Let's celebrate that. Um, and so I highly recommend the Strides app. They have a free version and a paid version. I started out with the free version, ended up doing the paid version. There was just a lot more options for that. Um, but if I think it's really important not only to set goals, but then also to have a way that you're tracking them and staying accountable and being reminded of them. Because there's been years where I've set these goals and three months into the year, I've kind of forgotten that I set them Mm -hmm. and I get to the end of the year and I don't even remember what the goals were because I wasn't keeping them top of mind. So if you want to follow along with the goal setting, you can follow me on Instagram, money mom, and I'll be sharing some updates there. And again, we will link In the show notes, my post on 22 goals for 2024 with all the details on the goals that I'm setting, why I'm setting them and lots of links and information if you wanna check this out. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.